Assalamu alaikum everyone. Welcome back to the Rising Calmer podcast. My name is Kelly and today's episode is going to based, be based around the an Islamic law called um, Mahram. And what that means is, in short, is it's it means that someone who is Mahram to you is a person who you are not allowed. So it is haram um, for you to marry them. And so because they're mahram to you, um, it could mean that they are part of a bloodline um, and they are someone who can be mahram to you after getting married and they can essentially share physical contact, physical interaction with you and they can see you without the headscarf if you do wear one, um, etc. So that's, that's what that is in short. And I want to speak about this today because I went back home like recently and I went with my husband and we went because there was a mini vacation we wanted to have and because our, our friend and my sister wanted to throw us a celebration like a nice little party because there's new things coming up for us in our lives and they just really wanted to um, bring everyone together so we're really we were really excited um, now before I jump into sharing my story, it's my personal experience that I, <laughs> that I just had, I want to share a little bit more about my journey of um, setting those boundaries with those men who are specifically not mahram to me. So I cannot share a physical contact um, or physical interaction with them and who cannot see me with the hijab. Uh, so when I became a Muslim, I knew about this. Um, and I knew what was like right and wrong. And so I always had it in the back of my head. But when I really started putting things into action was after I had made the decision to wear the hijab. Now, being a Muslim convert, there was a lot of things that I had to really take into consideration, like my family, um, you know, my uncles, um, is for one of my cousins, my male cousins specifically. And then think about future, like when I have kids, like what is that going to look like? Who's going to be mahram to them? And so on and so forth. This is also a conversation I had with my husband pre, uh, you know, getting together and um, having just an insight on where he was at with his journey. So it was something that I was really learning more of. And then when I became a hijabi and really put it on, I really wanted to like communicate that to everyone. And I really wanted to build that practice of, saying no peacefully and respectfully um and saying no as in like no to a hug or like just declining um a shake of a, of a hand a handshake if that was something that came my way and so it was a bit of a challenge in the beginning because it feels awkward and it's not something i'm used to a little bit about my latin uh, culture because i'm i am a guatemalan it's very common for us, like as a family, to always like, greet people with a hug and maybe even like the odd like like kiss in the cheek. Like Italians, you know, they like to do the, like not even really a, like a kiss. Sometimes it's not even really a touch, it's just the idea or the sound that they make. But sometimes that's something that we also do as well. But giving a hug is a form of respect. It's a form of welcoming someone. Um, just, you know, it's just something that I'm so used to doing. So building the habit of not doing that with men who are not mahram to me um, is was something new. Now, what wasn't new was saying, I guess, declining 
any of those, um, I guess, actions when it came from strangers. And by strangers, I mean like people who are in the workplace, um, my friends who are guys, um, my husband's friends who I meet, um, his colleagues, et cetera, et cetera. And so it was something that was really working and building, um, in building this habit um, and in building this like new norm because it, it was something new for me. And even with my husband's family, um, you know, in the beginning, like his brother is non-mahram to me. He's someone who I do not share physical interaction with. And so I remember even there was like a one point when I had went to go visit and I had put on the hijab and I was still fairly, like I knew when to wear the hijab, but there's these like not, not knowing <laughs> the, the, the cues or when to put on the hijab was like a learning process as well. So I had like two things that I was working at, at the same time. So, you know, there was like a moment where like it let it slip where I realized, oh, his, his brother is there. And I, I like ran downstairs and um, I went to quickly grab a hijab. And so I was saved because his mom and his sisters were hijabis, like were super welcoming. And they were just like, hey, it's all good. We've all had these like little slip ups, like it happens, it's normal. And it was like really new, um, I think still into like wearing the hijab and, and getting accustomed to my surroundings. So they were super kind and I felt really good about that. And so through these like small tiny like experiences that I was having, I felt like confident um, as I kept growing, I kept learning and I kept um, putting myself in these kind of situations or, you know, attending events um, and, you know, building confidence, like I said, to create this respectful like peace and connection with others who are non-mahram to me. Fast forward, going back to the the story of, of going to the gathering, having a party. Um, so the, it's the day of the party. And like I said, I knew there's gonna be a lot of family friends who were gonna be there. I knew that my um, cousin, cousin, let's call him boy one, boy, my boy one was gonna attend. And I knew exactly, I was like, okay, like I have, I have confidence. I know exactly what I'm gonna do. I know that I can't hug him and I know that I can't, um, you know, have him see me without the hijab and I got this. Little did I know I, the excitement, the, the rush of emotions, a flood of, of emotions that came over me when I saw him walk through and he said, hi, just like really consumed and, and, and I, it almost made me feel like I was on a high because I haven't seen him in so long and he was excited and I was excited. So we gave each other a hug. We both mutually went in for that hug. And I remember after he was like, wait, like, is it cool? Like, I, I know you're Muslim now. And I think I just kind of like had a moment of like shock because I, I, I felt stunned. And I, I, when he said that, I'm like, oh. Um, and then I think there's so many people that were also excited and happy to see him that then his attention was elsewhere and I didn't really have a chance to respond. And so he was distracted. Then I got distracted because of his comment because I knew right after I shared that hug with him, we shared that hug. It was nice, but within like seconds, I did not feel great about it. I did not feel comfortable. I felt a lot of guilt, you know? So that was something that made me feel sticky um, and I couldn't get it out of my head. And so, I'm like, okay, I know this feeling. I remember I like 
touch base with my husband just because I needed a little bit of like a soundboard and I wanted him to listen how I, to, you know, to what it is that I just, that just happened and that interaction I just had. And I was like, I'm shocked. I can't believe that this is something that I, I just did like willingly. And I almost felt like I had no control. Like it's crazy. Like I, I genuinely like the flood of emotions just really took over. And he was like, my husband's just so great, super supportive. And he always gives me the things, um, that I need in the moment. He's very good with um, telling me um, things that are going to motivate me so I can feel good about like, you know, me learning and then also just about thinking about the next steps that I should maybe take moving forward. So one of the things he said was like, you know, remember like you're in choice, like whatever it is that you want, however it is you want things to, um, you want those around you to experience, like you're gonna set the precedent. So I was like, okay, you're totally right. I was like, yes, thank you for that reminder. Um, I reset, <laughs> I paused, and another family friend came through the door. And when I say this is a family friend, this is someone where him and his mom, so we're going to call him Man One. Uh, Man One and his mom have been really good friends. And I'm saying like, not even good friends, like best friends with, with my mom and my dad. And so they knew, they've known me since I was a child. Like they've taken care of me. Like they've hung out with my family for years. And so, you know, I haven't seen them in a few years because of course I've moved and everyone's just kind of living their life. So man one comes in, I hug his mom. I greet her, I introduce her to my husband, I introduce him to my husband. Um, and what really caught me off guard with this one was that he sees that I went for a hug for his mom. We're kind of just like, talking and then there's just this awkward like pause but felt like a lifetime it literally felt like it lasted forever and I don't know what happened like honestly my body's just even like tensing up thinking about it I felt tense and I just almost like frozen and so in order for me to remove almost get rid of that awkward feeling um that uneasy feeling that I had in the moment I went in and, and I leaned in, I initiated the hug and he gave me a hug and then eventually other people came and, and they noticed that they were, they arrived and so then their attention was elsewhere and then I think I just like looked away and I didn't even know what to do because I'm like, I did this, like why did I just do that? I literally closed the gap by doing something that I know I'm not supposed to do and I I don't feel good about it. And so it was like for the wrong reasons. And I was like, no, 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 Kels, like you can't be doing that. And I really want to make it known that the feeling that I had wasn't because, oh, like I felt like, oh, my husband is like watching me or, oh, like I feel like I'm a horrible person. It's not really that. I think I want to go back to, you know, being a Muslim convert and having that confidence and strength and courage that I was talking about previously and how I was building that over the years. And so what I realized in the moment is, now I'm having to do this, but now with people who I share a closer relationship with, people who I'm actually, um, I haven't seen in a very long time, who I love and have a lot of respect for. And that is new to me. And so that element just made things a little bit more complicated. And I think in my mind, um, I felt like really strong with where I, I was at or am at as a Muslim. And so I really, I think that's really what it came down to. It was like, this is how I saw myself as a Muslim and I feel like my confidence was through the roof and now I am 
I'm seeing myself and how I'm acting and how I'm responding to these awkward situations. And I am not where I thought I was. So like, I was definitely humbled through this experience. I'm like, okay, Kels, like there's still a lot of progress. There's still a lot of work to, to do. And so that's really what it was. It was that feeling. It's just like, man, I know who I want to be as a Muslim and where I want to be as a Muslim woman, as a Muslim hijabi as well. And I really take that. Um, I don't take it lightly. I take it seriously to the core and I always want to like move up. And so I'm like, okay, how can I move forward with this? And so it was something that I kind of sat with. It was like a feeling of uneasy that I sat with for a while. And um, I kind of eventually had to brush off because there was there's a party for us and so I was just kind of getting um yeah I was just not getting not trying to be so hard on myself so anyway that happened and fast forward again comes to the end of the evening um end of the party and there's another family friend who this person will call a man too so we have boy one that I just spoke about which is my cousin uh, man one who came in with his mom and now we're talking about man two who is another friend of mine and this person my husband and I uh, we've seen uh, from time to time we usually tend to like see or talk to them whenever we go back to um, you know go back to visit my family go back home and he's also someone who came to our wedding and so this this friend uh, family friend man two has seen me throughout my journey or has has seen definitely parts of me um, and has had a lot of social like interactions and been into a lot of social gatherings that I've been a part of. And not once when he found out that I became a Muslim and wearing the hijab, did he ever really like go in for a hug or anything of some sort. I think he like respected a lot. I think we also might, we also may, may have had a conversation where he asked a couple questions. Like if he, you know, what are the rulings? What is it like? Um, nothing too deep, but I feel like we've had that conversation about like hugging and what is it like talking to other men. And at the end of the party, I think because he saw what he saw, he might have said like the interactions I had with with boy one and man one, he went in for a hug. And in this moment, because of our relationship, because I have seen him frequently, I think naturally my response was more authentic, more authentic in the sense that I just was like, ah, like I freaked out. Like I, I backed away, my arms went up and I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, what are you doing? And he looked shook and I felt so bad. I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, I was like, I technically, um, can't hug you. And I think I was just like amazed, like he looked astonished. And I, we both looked at each other with like deer headlights and I just felt super guilty in that moment. And then I felt really bad. I was like, hold on, like you, it's not on you, it's me. I think it's because he saw, he, he was observing the way I was behaving with others at the party. And I'm sure he caught that I was, again, I had a physical interaction with boy one and man one. So he just thought it was okay. And it really cut me off guard. And I, so I said to him, like, technically, like, it's part of my religion. Like, you are someone who I can't have a physical interaction with. And then I said to him, which is even more crazy, man one was standing there. And I think he was just watching because everyone was saying bye. He was looking at man one. And I said to man one, like, technically, I was just so excited because I haven't seen you in years that I shouldn't have gone for the hug with you. And I know it's confusing. I just... I felt so bad and so 
I said to him, like, I know it's confusing, but in short, like, technically, it's part of my religion. Like, I can't physically um, share, like, a hug with, with you, with you both. Um, you do, like, air hug, uh, like a, like a air high five, but, like, nothing. And then I realized Man One's mom chimed in and she said, I was amazed when you first, like, went in for that hug because I was also confused and I thought some, like, in the religion, for women who do wear the headscarf, like, don't usually interact or even touch other men. And, and without having to, like, overwhelm them with information, they kind of just responded, like, oh, okay, like, say no more, like, we get it. Um, he's like, okay, that makes sense. I just wasn't sure. And I just felt so guilty. And, and, and the reason I felt guilty was because I, I saw the look on both these individuals' faces, man one and man two, and it it almost looked like they felt like they had crossed the line and they felt ashamed for their actions and for the interactions they had, especially man two, because the way I responded. I responded poorly and, and in front of people and I felt so embarrassed for myself. I was like, this is not okay. And there's a lot that I learned from that experience because what I realized is those who I love and I uh, respect and who are really close to me, I never want them to feel like they have to walk on eggshells and I never want them to feel um, ashamed or feel like they've disrespected me or my husband. And I never also want them to feel like they can't ask me questions. Um, and I, they just, yeah, I just felt guilty because I'm like, you don't deserve to be put on spotlight and for me to react the way I did. And um, though we're all very close and everyone knows everybody, it was just one of those moments where I realized, okay, I need to do better. And so I remember going home, talking to my husband about it. And um, it became a whole conversation because I was just super shocked. There was moments in the trip where I realized like I have so much more growth. It was almost like an awakening feeling was that here where I live with my husband, with his family, they're all Muslim. And so building that habit here and, and knowing that like I see these individuals like pretty frequently. I and there's also like men here who are non-Muhram to me. Um, they because they're Muslims, they know the Islamic law. And so they there's no there's not a lot of press there. And then because I'm exposed to these non-Muhram men um on this side, on my husband's side of the family, I've already I already know what it's like when I'm going to go over to XYZ's house, right? Like I already have that known. It's in, ingrained in my head where when I went back home, I realized there's still a lot of new people, especially people that I haven't seen in a while who are just learning and um, understanding through my actions. And so I feel like I'm responsible in that way. I'm I'm the one that is going to be like my husband said, setting the precedent for what my experiences with them and my interactions, connections with them is going to look like. And because I don't see them or I don't, I'm not exposed to that anymore as, or as frequently because I, I live in a different place, I just need to constantly like remind myself that this is a journey, but also realize that, yeah, my confidence was high, but after that trip, I'm like, mm, like, I still need to always lean into Allah SWT, I need to lean into God and just always ask for like strength and courage and uh, for forgiveness and for, um, you know, a lot more wisdom and knowledge and to bring me close to those who love him so I can understand this more. And so I can also build confidence, not in a way that's going to 
make me like have my head in the sky, but enough confidence where I can start communicating things better with my mom and, and my family friends and my even close friends. Like, um, so yeah, a lot came, came from this trip and I found it, it's, yeah, I just found it very interesting to see how I responded versus like how I respond to non-Mahram people here. Yeah, so the non-Mahram people back at home in BC versus the non-Mahram people here uh, where I live, it's it's interesting. It's just not the same. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, there's just a lot of factors that I've realized that uh, play into how it is that I built this habit and why it is that maybe I felt so um, good about where I was at as a Muslim here, where in back home with my mom, there's a lot more challenges. There's a lot of different personalities. And I also really have to consider the, the, the culture. And so what people like are used to and what they're accustomed to and um, knowing that I'm not in a bad way, but I'm unique. I'm the unique one within the group. So anyways, I, yeah. It was quite the experience for both my husband and I because <laughs> a lot of good things came from it. I say husband and I because, uh, you know, when I was feeling a certain way, he was the person I leaned on and he's the person that understands me the most because he's the other um, individual who's like on the same page and understands that, you know, we both have this like alignment in life that we really want to grow to be the best Muslims that we can be. And um, there's always room to like grow and like level up. Um, and that's really the trajectory that we want in our lives. Um, and yeah, so he, he and I experienced this together. Um, and so it was, so it was good. And I'm super grateful, alhamdulillah, and like alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah for having the people that I have, um, who are super understanding, non-judgmental, and just really took it with a lot of grace and gave me the space to like apologize, um, for the way like I responded and, um, and for them, for being so curious and in, in a respectful way. Um, and I love that. I love that so much. I, it's just something that's very heartwarming and um, transparency, something I love to have with all my close family, friends, and my family about where I'm at. So I love opening up those doors and I love that they're like willing to ask me those questions um, so they can get to know me, this new, I guess, version of me better. Um, so yeah, and, and I think the greatest thing that I took away from that too is just like in a safe space like that with people who are super open-minded, I it makes me feel like this change isn't something that's like negative. They see a lot of positivity. And so um, I'm super happy too that like I didn't feel completely bad um, with staying and sharing the knowledge that I have and, um, and they didn't take it offensively as well. So that was really great. And I'm grateful with, with how understanding they they all were anyways let me know if this is something that you've experienced before any awkwardness any sort of feeling of um embarrassment <laughs> throughout your process of figuring out how to navigate uh those who are um you know mahram to you or not mahram to you and again if you're curious to learn a little bit more about what that looks like what it is the link is be in the description. Thanks again for listening. I appreciate all the love and support. Please enter here, subscribe, follow, download right now the Rising Commerce podcast on Spotify and Apple. And you can connect with me on TikTok and Instagram, Rising Convert. Inshallah, I will see you in the next episode. Assalamu alaikum.